Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the absolutely in- uncontrollable chief of cereal and sigloid of the FLG, <laughs> Nikki D. Can- D. Cannon, flannel fan and producer extraordinaire, and I am Seth, the mad doc, the poor schmuck that is tasked with trying to control Kicker some days. Yeah, sorry, and also dude. your competitive correspondent. Sorry. How have you been doing, guys? I, 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 I'm doing wonderful, guys. Hey, if you're listening to our podcast, please consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get to be part of chat and see the cool visual elements like our weekly hobby progress and pe- people bask in the glory that is Krieg Infantry. Look at that. That is Bask a beautiful- in the glory of Earth Tone Guard. <laughs> no, it's it's like there's like a lot of shades of like brown though, though, right? There's like a lot of there's highlighting on that brown. So this is my desert camo deathcore Krieg, you know, French Foreign Legion deserts vibe. I don't know. I, I I love these models so much. This is my second blob of 20. And Seth, I believe we talked about this previously. I had a New Year's resolution, which was yeah. to complete these. So there we go. You did, you did good Done. Time. Done. I am very stoked to have these guys on the table. Uh, so this is my second blob. Now I have 40, so two big blobs of 20 Krieg, ready to fight for uh, all that fight is good. and in the, die uh, for the Emperor. That's what <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. It is. It is. It has been a hectic week, um, but I am happy to get some hobby progress done. Seth, what about you, my friend? Have you gotten? Some I have. I have been. You know, getting getting back on the the hobby bus with the right. Necrons. Um, if folks remember, I actually painted this arm or was painting this army years ago for our former host Shelby. Um, I'm now that I own the army; these are mine. I'm adding to it. I'm trying to get them together to take them to Cherokee. Uh, so I've done up ten immortals here. Um, I was just telling uh, Nikki D prior to us getting on air that you know I'm just kind of going through the struggles of getting back in, into painting that scheme and you know a lot of my paints were dried up and i had to find new ones and it's been a struggle because i used turbo dork as the main base and they're currently on a break because they're remixing paints or something crazy and <laughs> so i've been you know just trying to get get through it but watching you know watching lots of movies and, and uh you know, TV shows in the background while painting, um, playing some games with Necrons because obviously I also have to figure out a list for Cherokee. So just been chugging along on that train. You know, got these guys done. As soon as we get off the air tonight, I'll probably be back downstairs with the airbrush in my hand. They're looking good though, man. They're looking good. I, I, I really like the, the the orange pops. It really yeah, does. Yeah, I like the orange. Uh, let's bring in Nikki D. Nikki D, yeah. what have you been up to, my friend? What's going on? This yeah. this is going to be surprising to folks, but uh, I am also working on Necrons. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I started Necrons in ninth uh, edition when they came in the starter set, and I played them at the first Cherokee. <laughs> so I'm a longtime Necron player, not just a bandwagon fan, but a lot of my hey, Necrons hey, are... Hey, hey, hey. Seth. I'm not saying you are not. Say, no, Seth, you are also you've, you've had that collection. Neither, neither of us are bandwagon. Yeah, you guys are long time. Necrons. All right. All right. You had old metal Necrons, I believe both of you guys. Right. Right. Just agree. I don't have any metal. Just, I just have to, but yeah, but the Necrons I have the Necron you, army. You gave I have me some is, metal Necrons right now. <laughs> yeah, my Necrons are basically Necrons that were good in ninth edition. So I have a lot of Scorpec destroyers, a lot of warriors and some of those characters. So I'm not sure I'm going to have my Necrons ready in time for Cherokee. I'm not I'm not betting on it, but I'm still working on them. Uh, these are six Ophidian destroyers. So they're the ones that have the, the long tail uh, instead of the Scorpec destroyers. So I've been enjoying them. Also been watching some movies and things. Seth, I actually watched Ghostbusters Afterlife this past weekend it's it's the like it's the the ghostbusters movie from 2021 with paul rudd Mm -hmm. Uh, or he was in a lot of commercials and previews for it he's actually not in the movie all that much but i have to say 
it was a really good movie. Right. And as someone who loves Ghostbusters, like it is one of my favorite, the original movie, the original 1980, whatever movie it is. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And this was definitely the second best Ghostbusters movie oh. I've seen by far. So rec- I re- if you're sitting down to paint out there, anybody this weekend, Ghostbusters Afterlife, get on it. Got it. That's my recommendation. So. Uh, guys, we, you know, I, I'm I'm listening to the book uh, Dead Man Walking. It's a Black Library book about Deathcore Krieg. And guess who the bad guys are? Necrons. I, I, we need to get a game in in, in, in Cherokee. My, my 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 Krieg masses versus your 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 evil robots. Uh, are there actually there are, there's a few books about Necrons, right? We got in the, uh, there's a, one of the more recent ones. What's Infinite and Divine? That's a Necron one, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Let's jump into Look, some The lore is they're space robots. Just don't think too hard, okay? Yeah, right. Yeah, correct. Soulless space robots. Let's jump into some news, folks. Starting off Games Workshop, the most important news, Crute Hounds. Yes. All right. Crute Hounds have been released. Well, not released. Shown off officially. They're mm-hmm. coming in a pack of five, at least based off of the limited information we have. And they look amazing. Crew already are, pre-ordered about 40, I think. Yeah. I mean, as soon as they go for pre-order, I will be getting max units. As many as I can. I love uh, all crew. Just going all deep in them. Seth, you are the, I guess, the... Uh, I guess the designated Tau expert since you have played Tau at one point in your life. I have, uh, I have. Crude Hounds, have they ever been really, you know, A tier? No, they've always just- Oh yeah, cool. no, they've been very useful. Um, okay. Some previous editions, they were, when they, I think it was ninth edition, they made them extremely cheap for units of four. And so they worked really good for kind of blocking yeah. things out or going to grab objectives. Um, so they were definitely kind of very useful as a, a skirmisher. We'll talk more in our main segment about okay, what I think okay. the, the Tau Codex actually needs, um, but they've they've definitely always kind of been a, a, a skirmisher role for the- a low point investment skirmisher. Yeah. And from the rule they previewed, it looks like they'll have advanced and charge capabilities, which we all know is powerful. It, they, even yeah. if they don't do much damage, being able to move that far is is always yeah. Fun. Yeah, you just got to be careful about what you charge. Okay. Yeah, they right. usually they usually were not super durable. Okay, so you're saying they used to not be super durable. That was the old. Old models. Can we compare the old models to the new models? The old models were lean, lanky. Let's call yeah, them they, they looked more like the you know Greyhounds. The, the street dog that was yeah. starving. Mangy. These dogs look like they have been jacked up. Yeah, in, these are like yeah. the pit bulls to the greyhounds of past. Yeah. Uh, so, so Seth, do you think purely based on the aesthetics, because we have no more information than what we're looking at here, these photos, the lean. Uh, the lean greyhound, you know, racing dog versus the the buff pit bull bulldog look. Do you think they're going to get a different stat line? Do you think they're going to be tougher, more durable, more aggressive? No, you think that's just an aesthetic thing? No. no. Okay. I, I think at least from a design concept, they've been pretty, you know, consistent with, with Crute over the additions that they're fair, their their durability is not from they're actually being able to take a hit. Their durability is usually from them hiding from being shot. <laughs> strategically hiding and redeploying yep. i believe the uh the stealth keyword is critical to them currently yep. right that's that's yeah and they used to have like rules where if they were near forest they got better saves okay, and that kind of cool. stuff yeah uh let's phone in nikki d real fast nikki d do we like the lean look of the old crute more of the crute hounds or the buffer doggios now you're a dog lover i believe you have a, a hound or two mm-hmm. what do you what do you think of these guys do you like the lean ones or these nice buff ones we've got oh these ones these, these ones, ones are, yeah. are, are are much better um yeah, the aesthetic's great. Definitely true to what you'd expect from 
you know, the lore, the narrative and um, and what they are, but just yeah. an evolution of it. So I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I don't play Tao. I don't care for <laughs> Tao personally. So I'm not going to pick. I love dogs, but yes. I'm not picking up these. I'm not adopting you or rescuing any of these into my home. <laughs> well, I, I had to get your, your hot take on the aesthetics of the models, man, because it seems like everyone's really stoked about these buff doggos. Um, I kind of really like the older minis because I have a dog that looked like, like, looked like them, you know, like a lanky hound dog that... You know, I don't know. So the new ones, they're cool, but they don't look like my dog anymore. So it makes me a little sad. All right, let's jump into pre-orders. These are pre-orders going up for this, I guess this Saturday, they're going up for pre-order. Black Library is doing a bunch of stuff. Seth, take it away. You, you got to take this one, man. This is this is all for you. This this is the lovely, the beautiful Ufak Blackhawk, uh, <laughs> which is one of the new characters that they're introducing in the big DACA book. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to see that now. I originally was kind of under the assumption, you know, hey, this is a Black Library novel. It's a uh, model. It's it's awesome. I'm going to order one Saturday. Don't you worry. Um, but it wasn't going to get, you know, in my mind, it, was like it wasn't going to get rules. And then someone pointed out, Uriel Ventures got rules. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty good. Okay. He's so in a lot of, lot of is space. Is these rules army. actually good, Seth? Or are they just like, yeah, he's okay. like a cornerstone for, for uh, John Lennon's list. So, so still, there's a female commissar in from like, let's call her eighth edition, ninth edition. Yeah. And her rules were kind of poo poo, but she did get a model. It was kind of yeah. poo poo. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, Minka, a, a, a relatively newer character from the guard. Re, re, and she did get a model, but she did not get rules. So who Listen, knows, man? I don't want that negativity in my life. <laughs> I want rules for my new orc character. Okay. Sorry. 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 Now, I mean, that being said, if, when we jump ahead to, again, to the next you know segment, there is some preview images out there of like another orc mech character. So mm -hmm. certainly I think this guy, even if he doesn't get his rules, um, oof, that could probably be used as a stand-in for that other character. Okay, Seth, on the all, right now, don't think about it too hard. Give this thing some rules. Or is it a shooty, is it a shooty warlord kind of thing? Give, yeah, give, give he's got a shock rules. jump drags the gun uh, oh. without the squig. Yeah. Uh, so give it, you know, strength eight, neg three, d6 damage. Give him two shots. He'll hit on fives because he doesn't have the squigs. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a decent little hammer. So, you know, do some damage with that. There we go, guys. There you got it. Does he have any old cool aura or buff? Is he giving plus one to hit to his... I, know, so this is the part I'm struggling. I don't know what unit he would join because I'm like, <laughs> he's got a gun, but a hammer. <laughs> yeah. The gun units don't want to be punching very much. The, you know, flash gets already have a lead character. So yeah, I'm kind of struggling. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe he'd be uh, hanging out with some of the Ludas. Yeah. Okay. 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 I see it. Okay. I see it. All right. We don't only just have orc goodness going up for pre-order this weekend. We've also got some Age of Sigmar. I'm just going to call them the overlords. These are the, the yeah. air fly, the, the airplane Rondred dwarves. Overlords. There you go. Kyle, overlords. So it's kind of cool. We're getting a book about space dwarves in fantasy. Space dwarves in perfect. Well, they're like steampunk space dwarves in fantasy. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And this is what's really exciting, at least for me, all the releases going up uh, this weekend. Riders of the Dead. This is a Dan Abnett. You know him. You love him. He wrote all the Black Library books. I believe he wrote the last C. Tetera book. Uh, you know, awesome author. He's writing an old world book uh, about Bretonians. So that, you know, <laughs> I don't care if you like old world or not. It's going to be good. So, so check that out. And then or uh, another orc book, Seth. I mean, what this the hell? one's already been out. Oh, They're okay. just republishing it in a trade paperback, I believe. Okay, because I've that read Gasgall Prophet of the Wog in the hardback. Okay. Cool. I think they're just republishing and it was like limited edition hardback kind of thing. So I think okay. they're just republishing in a common trade paperback. Yeah, but it's a very good story. This was the one where there was all kinds of craziness. It was basically an inquisitor has captured Makari and is interrogating Makari about Gasgall surviving being decapitated <laughs> by uh what was that Space Wolf character? Do you remember? Oh wait, the Ragnar? 
Ragnar Blackmane, yeah. Ragnar Blackmane decapitated Gazgall when he was his old model, and the new Gazgall model we got was post-decapitation. And so basically the Inquisitor was like, how? He was dead. Now he's bigger. What's going on here? Um, so it was kind of a cool story. And it looks like we're reading a bunch of other books in different languages, which is always fun. I always feel bad for the people in like Germany or France or maybe even Australia because they have basically a different language there. Uh, sorry, Australians. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Matt Morisoli, if you hear this. Uh, so I'm just teasing, but I'm teasing. You know, uh, Box and I had lunch, not lunch. We had dinner the other day. Uh, my wife and I took him. And you do realize Box is not from Australia, right? No, no, he's from the UK. He's from the UK. Okay, but it was, I was like, I was like, make sure we know where the story's <laughs> going. But he's from he's from England. But but it was so funny because you know we all speak the same English language, but it you know just some of the words like he 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 was laughing at how we said banana, and he's like, it's banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, anyway, uh, it's always fun to see the different ways we say things. All right, uh, moving right along, let's talk about some frontline gaming news. The Cherokee Open is coming up, and did you know it's an Achievement Dice event? So if you didn't get any Achievement Dice at LVO, you can get them at the Cherokee Open. Those are the Baron of Dice, beautifully created exclusive dice the, just the for us. Black. Mm. So sexy, right? Yeah, Seth. Seth, uh, you might have to hand out a few because I think that oh, Adam. I just keep will... them for myself to roll. No, you can't give yourself one. You have to give. I'll give you. An, I'll give you one. Dress, dress, dress as an orc, and I'll give you. Uh... I'm probably playing Necrons for okay. charity. Dress as an orc, damn it. Okay, dress as a Necron, and I'll give you the the, the fluff bunny one right there. But yeah, so we'll have those dice available uh, for you to earn. You cannot buy them, Seth. You cannot bribe us for them. You have to earn them. Uh, if, if you need to know more about the achievement dice program, brought to you by Baron of Dice, check out our website. Uh, it's pretty easy to find the page. All right, following that, we've got the Rocky Mountain Open that's in March. I am, I'm very pleased to say that local leader, Mr. Brandon Roddy, um, he is a, he's one of our judges. He's going to be officially one of our judges. This guy is amazing. You, if you're not from Colorado, you may not know the guy. Uh, but if you were LVO, you definitely saw him hustling around the entire venue. He was helping with setup. He was helping with strike. And then Thursday night during registration, he was the guy back there making sure you got the right T-shirt size and stuff. Super, super awesome guy. Nice. So that is uh, really cool to see that we're having this guy that has helped on so many levels now becoming one of our uh, team Good to see. Good to see. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, Champions Cup. You know, guys, that's the big team event. That's the massive 500-person uh, team event that's taking place in September. Uh, as of today, literally three hours ago, we are officially working on the final player packet. Mr. Sean Naden and Steven Corrales uh, are beginning to work on the format and the terrain layout. So stay tuned. That packet will be coming out. We're aiming for March, the formal player packet, but more information will be going out to all the team leaders sooner than that. And and Seth, I I don't know if this was you or Nikki Do who added this to our notes, but it's happening. Secondhand yeah. store. Who it wants to me. take it? It was uh, you. Take yeah. it. Take it away. So yeah, uh, if you've been on the Frontline Gaming Shop for the last few, I guess week, there was a banner at the top saying, you know, hey, we're going through and we're restocking our secondhand store, which is a lot. There's a lot of lot of secondhand product in the FLG warehouse. Um, so I checked back. It's done. Um, for instance, I was looking at Necrons, clicking on just secondhand <laughs> items. There's eight pages of Necrons <laughs> on the secondhand. Insane. Insane. Um, there was like six or seven pages of Tau. There was like five pages of work. So lots of secondhand models, always at a good price. So always, uh, if you're looking for something, like if I'm ever looking for something, like I need, you know, five more death marks, that's probably where I go look first to see, hey, are they in the secondhand shop? If so, I can grab them at a discount uh and get them sent my way so 
just thought, you know, I, I'm, I know the guys behind the scenes that have been working hard to do that restock. So I, you know, thought it was worth, you know, shouting out to them that their, their job is done and it's now all up on the website. Yeah, and you will see a large, not a large portion, you'll see a portion of the secondhand shop at Cherokee as well. well as it's always the craziest stuff that gets pulled out. Yeah. Like I, like we've seen, we've seen like third and second edition of boxes pulled out in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Insane. I was going, when I was going through the Necron ones, um, all the Necron characters they discontinued that are in fine cast, they're yeah. all like new and blister in the secondhand store now. <laughs> so what we tend to do like at uh, the event side. So the event side, like I don't really handle the secondhand shop unless it's at the events and then I'm kind of involved with that. But what we're trying to do is not do uh, pre-built miniatures as much or anything that's painted. The secondhand shop at Cherokee, at Rocky Mountain, at our events tends to be new on sprue models and that's it. So there's so, you know, which is great. Some people want that. Like I specifically yeah. only am looking for that. If you're looking for like the super good yeah. discounts on models that are already built and assembled uh, or and they just need to be repainted or whatever, those are all going to be on the, uh, the secondhand shop. Online. Yeah, I think like a while back when I was trying to find the reanimator because you can't get the reanimator outside of the the court kit oh you're right yeah you can yeah i i was able to find in the secondhand shop some reanimators on spruce cool very cool so it's uh, a great great kind of thing to get dig around in those to find some of those models that maybe are only sold in larger kits that you don't need the rest of everything else and finally in other frontline gaming news we should say that this is the last week to back blood throne that is that amazing game that was mm -hmm. released at lbo it is on kickstarter currently this is the last week to back it you it, want to take advantage of the, it uh, is funded it's going to to be it's produced it's happening so if you want to hop on board now's your chance uh looks like a lot of fun uh the the models are fantastic they're by creature casters so I've, I've been enjoying looking at those um i know some folks that have actually only backed like there's a way you can back for just certain models <laughs> so they've just been backing for models but yeah definitely worth taking a look checking out this is like for for the ogs out there this has been like reese's baby and passion project for a while so excited yeah. to see this kind of come uh full circle for him all uh, right we're gonna call in nikki d please man tell us what's happening in the nerd world give us some pop culture news man all right a couple things for this week that i've pulled and 2024 we saw the writer's strike we saw the actor's strike. we knew it was going to have an impact on some shows and movies if you're a fan of a couple of Netflix shows, in particular Stranger Things and Wednesday, the Adams Family uh, show, yeah. both of those, uh, Stranger Things season five, Wednesday season two, have both been pushed back until 2025. Oh. Um, I'm not that upset. I'm actually a season or two maybe behind on Stranger Things. Like I loved the first season, thought it was kind of cool and interesting, but it didn't necessarily keep up that same type of pace. So that part, um, I, I, I've got some more time to catch up on. Uh, Wednesday, I I love Adam's Family. Like Adam's Family 2, uh, Family mm -hmm. Values, is one of my favorite yeah, holiday related. It's one of my favorite holiday related yeah. movies. This series, the Wednesday, I really liked it um, as well. So that part to me is a bit of a bummer, but we'll have to wait a bit, little bit longer uh, for, for that. Other item I will call out, and this falls into the nerd news category. Uh, like myself, there are many... Warhammer fans that are fans of metal. And if you're a fan of metal music, metal music, or Necrons, uh, Seth, they, they are metal, obviously. <laughs> but if you're a fan of metal, you probably know the show Metalocalypse and its band Death Clock. Well, just this week, they announced that they have a US tour. Uh, I actually need to buy my tickets uh, tomorrow so that I can see them here locally in Maryland. But uh, if, if you have not seen Death Clock before and you are a fan, definitely check out uh if they have tour dates around you Nick, and D, go would you do anything for death clock i'd die for death clock yeah <laughs> 
Good night. Die for Death Clock. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, they're also opening for them is Dragon Force. Oh, uh, that's famous pretty, for yeah. Through the Fire and the Flames and the song yeah. that was on oh, yeah. Car Hero 3. I've seen good. I've, I've seen, seen them, them live before. once before. You have to have good audio in the venue. Otherwise, it just turns into garbled bush. Yes, yes. So Dragon Force, Death Clock. I'm very excited for a Tuesday night in April. Kicker, tell us about the metal fun. shows that you've seen. Um, um, pass. Okay. okay. <laughs> sorry, guys. I just, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I listened to Disturbed a little bit. Okay, like, okay. Good job. If I could reach over and pat yeah, you, that's, that's, I would. I got, I got like, you know, yeah, that's what I got there. You got down with the sickness. Good I job. got down with the sickness before uh, playing paintball when I was in high school. That was that was always that was a free free game song. All right, moving along. Sickness. <laughs> God, you don't oh, need to oh. be more jacked up. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Poor. Uh, the Walking Dead. I know that you guys may not care about The Walking Dead, but the spinoff, Those Who Live, is going to be airing soon. And I personally am kind of excited, but I also know a lot of the longtime Walking Dead fans are excited for this. So so if you watched Walking Dead, uh, it looks like there's another another spinoff. I think there's only like two or three spinoffs, but this spinoff actually looks well done. Well, I think the word is that it was supposed to be a television thing that happened, but there's enough demand to do an entire series. So let's see how that goes. Oh, and, and this is really relevant. I mean, this is mainly 40k focused did you guys see the henry cavill interview recently did you guys see yeah okay nikki d's not nikki i'm gonna let you take it man you, you this is do, do you know the exact wording that he said this is the key word is what did he let, say let me pull up the exact wording of yes. it um because i don't want to paraphrase don't paraphrase this, but I'll, 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 I'll you pull it up I'll, I'll, I'll guys nikki d was recently being interviewed he happened to talk a nikki little bit d about was it. nikki d sorry henry cavill yeah. superman himself the witcher himself was uh being interviewed recently regarding you know the upcoming uh warhammer uh I guess made for screen uh, product that's going to be coming out in the future, mm -hmm. and uh, he said something. Sorry, that was, that was the worst way I've heard anyone yeah. ever describe a TV series. Well, it, we're not made so, for so, screen product. So is, it's it, is, a TV is it series? <laughs> I'm not it's sure if it's a movie. <laughs> Do we know it's, if it's a movie? It's been or... announced by Amazon. It's a TV series, okay, and so you're we... like made for screen <laughs> product. Okay, so thinking. TV series. He was he was announcing, and 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 you know we all know that Henry Cavill plays 40K, but we didn't realize how much he loved. 40k so seth what uh, not seth nikki d what did he say in regards to this all right i've got the exact quote, quote i think quote this it. i think this was part of his press tour as it relates to the movie argyle that he was doing which i i saw it this weekend um just, not, just wait just, just wait yeah. for his 40k stuff uh, anyway the <laughs> quote on streaming yeah yeah well, wait for streaming it's fine anyways the quote it is the greatest privilege of my professional career to have this opportunity I mean, think about that, guys. This guy was freaking Superman, all right? Superman's a far larger property. Uh, the Witcher, he had a lot of passion for. But this, this is his greatest privilege. Yes. So, so look, getting exciting, right? Goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, so, I, I, you know, obviously there's no date announced for the, the release of the series, but I think everyone is very, very excited, including Henry Cavill himself. Okay, Seth, should we jump into the main segment now? Is, is it time for that? It is it's time, time for that. Take it away, Seth. So... Uh, tonight, we kind of wanted to take a chance to talk about the road ahead for 40K. Now, this is the roadmap that GW put out earlier in the year. We've just passed Dark Angels. We know that's coming. We've, we've had the, the limited edition box set out in the wild now. So the next three on that map is Orcs, Custodes, and Tau. Um, Chaos Space Marines on there, but I don't like Chaos Space Marines. We're not talking about them tonight. Sorry, guys. Yes, screw them. So... 
I thought it would be interesting to talk about what do we think these armies need model-wise? And we know what their rules are. We've seen them. They've been out as indexes now for close to eight months. What do we think they need to see in terms of a rules update? What are these 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 codexes deficient in? So kicker, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Tau mostly for you. I'll do orcs, <laughs> um, but I wanted to start off. So we we, we it, it looks like maybe Tau's coming first in the lineup because of the the LVO previews and now these crude hound previews. So, so and, and, and Seth, let's be clear, you and I do not know this, but based purely off of the releases that are publicly available, it does seem that way. But but guys, remember please use salt here. At, guys, like who knows, we could get ambushed by orcs. I mean, there could be commandos in in, in, in hiding My right God, there. That would be amazing. And, no, they could just be waiting to ambush us. So it does look like Tao hopefully gets the first, personally, yeah. hopefully. But, but, but yeah. let's start off with the one that we're both, neither one of us are particularly passionate about. Yeah, and I don't think Nikki D is particularly passionate about. And they've custodies. also kicked my ass two games in a row recently. So yeah, custodies. Let's talk about them. So, so actually I, I kind of phoned a friend on this one and, and was, is talking with, with a friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Atkinson from StatCheck. He's oh, also yeah. one of our, our judges for the LVO. And I was kind of, you know, like, what do they need model wise? Uh, and he pointed out something important. The Custodes army doesn't have a centerpiece model. Yeah, you're right. They don't. They don't. They don't have some big Primarch or any yeah. big battle Yeah, and so, know, and so then we started kind of spitballing. How do you get like a Primarch stature thing into Custodes? Because they, they, you know, they are a super soldier. They are bigger than a, a Marine, but they are very clearly in the lore smaller than a Primarch. Um so it's we were the emperor. Of, That's the answer. It's the emperor. That is. Their that son. would be insane. Okay. <laughs> and I would love it. But I was thinking, like, maybe what if you like had like a modified like dreadnought armor, sort of Ooh. like a, like you know the nemesis dreadnought is probably a little too big. But if you modified it in something like that, where you put like Trajan in like a, a dreadnought, yeah. he's not dead, but you know make him a bit bigger and beefier, sort of like uh, Mornval from yeah, 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 Sisters. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we also were talking and realized that their jump troops kicker, the Venatari, are strictly forge world, mm, and they yeah. and it's for a while now they've been doing this where they're taking forge world products and making them plastic kits. Okay, quick, 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 uh, Nikki D in the background, go onto forge world right now and see if they're out of stock or unavailable. Uh, the, <laughs> the the forge world Venatari. Not or, maybe, that's that's the tip if they're out. Yeah, right. But, so he was pointing that out, and I was like, oh, that would be good. And then we thought about they probably need a character that can lead them. Mm, yes, there we so go. Some sort of jump pack character. Um, and then the last thing, they don't actually have their own unique transports. You're right, they don't. They have land raiders, and then they have rhinos for their, for their sisters. Yeah. So some sort of transport model. That would go, a, a, a big step in flexibility for that army. Um, so... I think those are kind of the models I would would be excited to see. If we look back, they haven't really gotten much in the way of new ranges uh, for Custody since they've been released. I think Ninth Edition they maybe got one or two characters in their Ninth Edition, so it's, it wouldn't be out of the the realm of possibility for them to see a bigger range refresh. And they did preview some, you know, uh, along with that shadowy orc, uh, you know, a shadowy possible Custodes model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki D, what was your findings? What, what are we finding? 
So if you go, and actually, I don't even need to go to the Forge World site because the new Games oh, Workshop yeah. site, everything is integrated. Of course, yep. yeah. Um, so, but yes, Venatari, they come in sets of three. They're resin models, and they sell for $78 US, but you can buy them now. Okay, yeah. you, buy, you can still buy them. All right, interesting. Okay, you can still buy them. So, hmm. All right, Seth, well, we will see uh, real fast one model, or do you think we're going to like the Crute? Uh, that we're going to, you know, like the, the Tau kind of, uh, you know, love where it's a whole big box of brain. So that's, that's tough because I think, if I'm guessing, and I know nothing about GW production, but generally speaking, you don't see one codex get a bunch of stuff and then the next codex get a bunch of stuff and the codex after that get a bunch of stuff. It's like one codex get a big release and the next codex might get just one or two models. Yeah. And, and that's probably from a design and a production standpoint. They can't constantly be adding tons and tons of stuff to every yeah. army's range. So... Someone here in these three is probably like Dark Angels got new Terminators. Yeah, they got the the new Inner Circle Brethren. Yes. They've got like Asmodai. Yeah. They got new Belial. So they got a pretty decent range refresh. We know Tau seems to be getting a pretty decent fruit yeah. range refresh based off what we've seen from these hounds and the LVO. Someone in between Custodians and Orcs ain't gonna get a whole lot. Well, well, think about it. Orcs got a huge refresh, like less yeah. than a year ago like right like a year ago like they don't they don't they have all the squig whatever the the beast yeah. snaggle what are they called what's the beast snaggers so they beast got a big beast snaggle yeah. range so, so i certainly works yeah no i think orcs could be on the, the the lower end of of yeah. the release carrick when points out yeah last time they did uh custodes they got just the blade champion that was it okay so so let's um, remove uh orcs from the you know and and we know well, what I, I mean going. i think there's certainly you know they they've they've previewed some sort of mech model Okay. That that shadowy thing looks like he's basically a if, if I'm guessing based on what I know about the orc range, it looks to be a a mech size body holding what appears to be the gun from a tractor cannon <laughs> from the mech gun kit. So, so. let's assume orcs are going to get one big model or do you think I mean I mean give me like a you know 20% that they're going to get more than one model like but, do you think it's 50%? I I think they'll get more than one model okay. at cool. 50%. Now, the one model I I just was like spitballing and dreaming that I think would be hilarious. All and right. if you haven't designed this model GW, call me. I would love to to help you with this one. What if there was like an orc beast snag of like glider? Like it was like they captured some basically like pterodactyl. They're gliding <laughs> around on it. And it's got a giant net underneath that they drop on the enemy unit to Perfect. snag them. And then they jump on them and beat them up. No, love it. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's I'm all yeah. about that and I want to see it. Let's go into production um, really beautiful. I yeah. love it. But they, they if, if you're looking for other things they could do, their their squig off models would fit great in the beast snagger range, but those have always been resin forge world models, they're older kits. So I could certainly see them doing a refresh of those in a plastic kit, like a big surly looking squig off, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, um, a squigoth, like if you get the chassis, the, the, the mount itself, you can easily make it into like an aggressive, you know, gun platform or a transport, yeah. just like yeah. the, uh, the kill wagon or the beast, whatever the hell it yeah. is. The now, one. now kicker, yeah. this is where we come to you. Now you've, you've, we've seen some crude stuff, but what else do you think that if, if, if you were continuing to dream of, of your future tower army, what else could be happening? So, so we do know there's at least one, maybe more crude models that are on the horizon. We had that you mm. know that nice shadowy figure that looks like a crude writing something. Uh, so we know we're going to get something else. I think we're getting a lot right now. I, I, but you, you know, you said something that I guess, well, I guess Jeremy said something, but, but you, you, you mentioned it was the, the centerpiece. I think the crew really do need one big 
bad guy, right? Like, or one, you know, one big, awesome, epic centerpiece model, or at least something that if you wanted to run a full crude army, you have something with teeth, like some sort of real damage dealer. So, you know, a lot of people want to ask me the Narlock, right? I think there's a Narlock, but there's a greater Narlock, which is mm-hmm. the big one. I think we really need that, that, that big platform that can do either a lot of damage in melee or a lot of damage in shooting but it, we just need that one big model that you put in the middle of your crude army and it's like oh that's that's cool and it's actually going to do a lot of damage like you know may, maybe they have like a, a really really great 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 greater greater narlock that's like a titan size model and it just goes in and looks awesome and, <laughs> great great greater narlock i don't know like a great great and daddy narlock i don't know what the hell we call it but uh i i i don't think <laughs> we're gonna get Man, I think we're not. I think we're gonna get that one more model that's released, and maybe the centerpiece thing, whether it's a greater Narlock or something. But I think that's it. I don't think we're gonna get too much more. And I don't. I mean, if I was gonna put money in it, I don't think Tau are gonna get anything. Like you're getting so much like Tau as in traditional Tau blue skin uh, crisis battlesuit guys. I don't think we're gonna get anything for them. I think it's gonna be just the crude for this. For this round, there, there's some older models they might update in them um, or retire, depending on you know the kit. Um, like the sniper drone with the marker uh, fire sight marks, yeah. and that's a, that's an old fine cast kit. And they've definitely have been trying to get away from those kind of things. Um, now, in terms of ideas for new models, and again, GW, call me um, kicker. Yeah. We know that the crew from the war were able to construct their own vehicles. They have war spheres. We have not seen a crew vehicle on the table. No, man. I I think no. there's. I don't think it's happening. No. I, I don't. But, but follow me here. Follow right. me here. You, we've seen riders yeah we've seen riders. in the previews what if there was a little like hovercraft towed by the the little, little wagon, you know, wagon like artillery yeah. piece or something that they or towed. just the transport your transport i mean i could kind of see it but i just i i really would not put money on it i don't think that they're gonna I'm, have I'm trying i think to give you be... more things for your crude army go with it idea go okay no, it. i would like more things for my crude army um but i just i have a hard time believing that they're gonna give Give, maybe maybe say they do a greater gnarl like that greater gnarl like we're talking about the squig off has multiple build options one can be a, a weapon platform transport. the other could be a transport option yeah. uh I, so i could see that um the other thing that badly needs to get redone which i know they're not crew but is the what is it the vespids the flying you know i the, i, mean, I am an unfortunate gentleman that owns 20 vespids so, oh wow uh, yeah. wow i mean it just we we need that cheap drop true uh you know jump troop so why, yeah. why not flying crew I see those coming before, you know, a, 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 some sort of a vehicle that the crew use. So, all right, Fine. Seth, let's let's talk about rules. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, we got models out of the way. Let's talk about rules. So, custodes to me, the biggest issue with that army is it was always a difficult army to list right with before, because there was only so much you could change on an individual model when we paid for individual war gear items. Now that we can't pay for individual war gear items and a lot of our units are now locked to the size of, of the boxes that we sell, it's become a lot more difficult to, to see options in list building because the points are so big for each model because each model is so elite. Um, it's, so I think we need to find a way to introduce some flexibility in how that army is built, um, whether that be some more flexibility in squad sizes um, or more flexibility in what the guy in the armor represents. Um, and I say that because all custodes are not created equal, Kicker. Oh, I, I didn't know that, really? Yeah. What is it, like veterans or, or something? Well, each time they, they all, you know, add a name after each, you know, no battle so okay. i think it would be cool if maybe if you have a, a basic custodian guard and then 
veteran custodian guard maybe cost a little bit more okay maybe cool a little bit of a profile upgrade. oh sure like they did with orcs at one point like you had a hard boys like armored up yeah, orcs but but you so you could have malt so so they don't have to produce a new model but they yeah. could be like this is the initiate that's level creative. dude okay he's like cheap yeah. this is the guy that's been around for 200 years yeah yeah he's yeah, still yeah. in the same role he's still a custodian guard with the same basic war gear He's got a little bit better stat line, but he's going to cost you more points. You can't make him have that much better of a stat line. They're already really, really good. You know what I mean? Maybe he's getting an extra attack, or maybe he gets a pit better of weapons. An extra wound, though, would be really solid, right? Just little things like that where you could just, and, and, you know, it might, I I have no concept of of exact what points it would be, but you could do little things like that to provide a little bit of variability so that if you're trying to figure out how to squeeze in that last hundred points in your list, you're like, well, I can't afford a whole veteran squad of guardians, but maybe I can get a small god of squad of initiate custodian guard hear hear me out hear me out hear me out from my understanding that trying to like help you maximize your point use right so you don't have these like remainder points left over points that's where enhancements were Mm -hmm. really supposed to come in or there's like updated like you know so so maybe the instead of giving you i think you get four right now or five maybe give you 20 or something like that that would be that would be another great idea because yeah i mean who thematically should have the most enhancements exactly custodians so yeah so maybe yeah maybe they open up and say hey this army gets to have more enhancements per army than others and you have a bunch more options so you can fill in you know maybe give them the option like uh was it ninth edition there was there was a rule for space marines where they had a strategy when they could give squad leaders yes relics So you could do something like that and say, okay, your squad leaders and your custodian guardians can take enhancements and there's a separate enhancement list for them. That's also, so they can again, have some more points flexibility. I like that. All right. Let's talk about orcs, Seth. I mean, you, you, this is, I'm hoping I'm expecting you to, you know, drop your damn robots to the side as soon as the orcs. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly, actually, that's exactly why I'm playing the Necrons right now, because I'm like, I'm sure in some point in the spring, based off the screen we see over here, they're going to be dropping an orc codex. And then I'm going to immediately shove all other armies to the side (laughs) and play nothing but orcs for a while. And I was like, man, if I could play orcs for Cherokee, but I was like, but then when am I going to play this Necron army that I now have before the orcs come out? So I was like, I better play the Necrons now. So anyway. Okay. So um, give me your like hopes and dreams and what you really, really hope, but also give me what you think is realistic. Okay. I mean, my hopes and dreams. Yeah. It's a rewrite of the buggy rules. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Buggies are just, they're, they, they all took a points cut in the recent bouncy update, but they're, they're, their profiles are all just so lackluster for the most part that you're like, I, I, I understand. We don't want to go back to the, the free Buddha's buggy spam blowing Sean Naden off the table in two turns. Era. <laughs> I get that. Okay. I look at me, you hear yeah. me internet. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I don't want to re-traumatize you like that, but I have buggies. I love buggies. I love Speedwall. I would like to have a reason to put them on the table. And right now, a bunch of guys that have AP1 guns that hit on fives is not a reason to put them on the and table. And their base is so... The buggies, I don't understand why yeah, their base is so obnoxiously so large. Big, that yeah, so they just need some tweak. That would be my dream is seeing a tweak on them. Things I I think are more realistic, that as a whole, the Orc Army struggles with AP. Um, and there, there hasn't been any in mechanics in the index to really improve your AP. So if you're the basic orc boy with the choppa and your AP one, you're excited until you find uh, a thing called a space Marine and they use a rule called armor of contempt. And then your choppa is a stick <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, son of a, this doesn't do anything. Um, so yeah, it's just, 
I, some way to get some better AP so that when you hit with that wog turn that you are able to actually do some damage. I would love to see some some kind of tweaks to the wog mechanic. I really think it's a bad decision to have it be start of battle round rather than start of your turn because it it just tells your opponent what you're doing. Yeah. And it, you know if, if I'm going second against you, kicker, and I wog in my in the start of the turn, you literally just take your tape measure out, measure measure maximum threat distance from my entire army, and go. Okay, I'm going to stay out of charge range this turn. Have fun. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it feels real bad. So give us some change there. Um, and then the one model that I I love and I have tons of and just this literal like garbage tier is the Luda because <laughs> they gave them BS six. What with AP one guns and I'm like and it's like I'm like that's cool. It's strength eight neg one two damage uh, BS six and I'm just like come on guys BS six like. If I sit still, I'll get the heavy bonus and hit on fives. Oh, wait, I shot you and you have a rule for minus one. I'm back to sixes. Yeah, that's um, so it just doesn't have the volume that. So I, I just want to see them get a little bit of love because honestly, I think orcs just need to have some reliable shooting. It doesn't have to be oppressive. I just want something besides I love my flash kits. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, I just want something that like if you have a transport, that I have a reasonable chance of killing before I go punch mm -hmm. things. That would be nice. Um, you said it best, though. Your army needs reliable uh, shooting. Orcs need reliable okay. shooting. I think every army needs a little bit of both. Just a little bit. Just, you just need a little bit. So we're going to talk about Tau. They just need a little bit of a counterpunch for close combat. They need something. Mm -hmm. It's it's to keep so, their opponent honest. It's to keep their there's something like guard. Like they really they, they gave them the Rough Riders. You yeah. know, hopefully they're going to be a, a the, nice the Bulgren. They yeah. gave Bulgren. So they have something. It's not very good, but at least it's something. And, and I think Bulgren are a great example because I, I think for, for Tau, you don't need to give them some ultra killy combat no, unit. You just got to give them something. But if you give them something like Bulgren, where it's just like, this is a meat shield that can stand there and get punched for a few yeah. turns. Yeah. And I'm like, well, so just need... give me some like close combat suits that are all decked out in involves well, or, just, or like... the new rampagers, the new yeah. um the new crew that they showed that are riding like the the close combat melee, you know, whatever the yeah. new the new models they showed. Those hopefully can be the equivalent of Bulgren or maybe even Rough Riders, where yeah, at least they can something do where they can take a punch for a few turns. So it yeah. gives you time to it gives you some play when that army that world leader's army is just like running across the table at you. You're like, just go stand there and hold them up for a turn while I figure out what I'm doing. So my thinking is that. Tau, you know, will hopefully get rules that will provide that close in the form of the crew. The new crew models yeah. will ideally provide, you know, some sort of close combat punch as well as absorption, you know, like they can take yeah. a punch um, and also be a screen, right? Just use the crew as a basic screen. So that's kind of the the hope. Uh, Seth, though, you 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 know more about the rest of the Tau, the, the blue skin guys. Anything of interest or, or desire for their rules? Uh, I, I think there's two main th things that they need to clean up with the army. And I think it, it's honestly going to be in a good spot. They they made the decision to make all of the battle suits short of the stealth suits the vehicle keyword. Yeah. Which I, I know a lot of people that play Tau, and if you play Tau and you take crisis suits because they are kind of the backbone of that list, yeah. you basically just automatically write down a twenty for bring it down for of your course, opponent. Yeah. You're just like, yep, cool. You're gonna get. I I have heard of Tau games where they have been using the cyclic ions, which are hazardous, 
where they have maxed bring it down for their opponent. Yeah, I believe it. By just killing their own suits. And so I think they like, at least, you know, I understand the big suits, the the ghost kill, the riptides, the storm surges, keep those vehicles. But for those large blob units like crisis suits, I think they just need a different keyword, like make them mounted or something. Maybe they make so them walker, like sentinels or something. Well, I mean, or, but like they could anything where they just lose that vehicle keyword, give them yeah. something else so that we're not giving up a bajillion, bring it down points. So there is at least a little bit of play in, in secondary choice there um and then the spotter system is just like i don't know that i can clearly explain to you the spotter system today <laughs> and that is having played with tau and against tau now for eight months and i just don't like i get that they were trying to change the marker light system to something else and so they changed they chose the spotter system and i think it just needs it just needs to be cleaned up like if there's going to be a spotter unit it just needs to be like this unit is a spotter. It is an action. It performs at the start of the shooting phase. It provides this benefit and X number of units can, can benefit from that. And if you're a spotter, you can't do anything else. You just, yeah. you sit there and you're a spotter. That's it. all you do. Yeah. Um, they just, some way to make that easier for everyone to understand so that there's less confusion at the table. There's less confusion for your opponent, for you, everyone. So I think clean that up. And, and I, was an, I, I liked old marker lights. I thought they were fun. GW's done a really good job, right, of cleaning up the rules and making it, you know, easier to yeah. understand, you know, so let's hopefully get that for, for the Tau's core rule there. I mean, like, th they've done other armies with complex systems, like T-Suns have the Cabal point system, yeah. but it basically just like you generate X amount of points and then you get this special list over here. And I'm like, so just do that. Just do like, hey, um, I have X number of, of marker lights in my army. They can see this unit. Therefore, it has Y number of marker light points on it. And I go to this chart and I can do something off the chart. Easy peasy, easy peasy. But yeah. Just I, was, it, was it ninth? Was it ninth edition where people that played Tau would put the little red icons that you were tagged? Yeah. yeah like, I like that. That was cool. It's kind of like- It was easy. Open. You know, they spent them as they did things and you were like, yep, cool. I understand what's happening. Yeah, you're tagged. It was easy. Yeah. yeah. So I think just clean that up and make that a, a if they, it's a full rewrite, I think is probably appropriate. But even if they don't want to do that, just make it a, a simpler system for everyone to approach. We're going to jump into the frontline entertainment news. But while we're talking about that chat, tell us what rules you think. And if Seth really likes them, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring up your rules. <laughs> if Seth well. really likes them, he will petition GW to listen to you. <laughs> and uh, even though Seth has absolutely no pull with GW, but he will yeah. do it anyway. Anyway, I will bring him up in the next um, conference call I have with him, though. So. Got it. Got Seriously, it, got though, it. if you're in chat, tell us what rules you hope, uh, you know, we get for our custodies, yeah. orcs, or Tau. Uh, all right. But uh, back to our friends yeah. over at the entertainment side of things. Um, our friends over at Fury's Finest, which is our MCP uh, audio-only podcast. They're doing, I thought this was a really cool idea for their, their episode concepts. Deep dive into the lore of the Hulk. Okay, cool. All the comics and stuff. And then how to play him on the tabletop for MCP. All of his stats, his tactic and strategies, how he fits in your roster, all that jazz. So I thought that was really cool, um, a way to do it. So you kind of get both the nerd, you know, story side of things, the lore side of things, and the, the crunch on the tabletop. I like so that. that was really yeah. cool. Uh, our friends at Squadcast have a few guys over uh, to talk about Compendium Kill Team, which is a different version of Kill Team. So I was excited to hear about that. And then our buddies over at the Professional Casual Network, uh, they have gotten back into doing their YouTube series where they're doing their AOS narrative campaign. Um, I know a lot of folks that have gotten into AOS and and they love it. And it's just kind of more of a, a lower degree of, of tactical uh you know crunch to it um so you know narrative campaigns casual games for me that's like right where aos is like in its sweet spot so excited to see that Sweet. all right 
Let's hop on over to the Frontline Gaming Community Highlights. Remember, every Wednesday, uh, myself or uh, Adam Adam Peterson is up there posting, asking us to show you your models, but post them up throughout the week whenever you want to. Uh, and we'll we'll select some of our favorites and show them here. Our first one up is Dustin Weaver working on Dustin Weaver, sorry, working on his Screamer Killer. Um, and there seems to be a Nikki D editorial. All right, folks, if you're if you're, I'm going to try to describe this, if uh, for our like, audio listeners, if, yeah, if you're listening, but you should be watching, oh, watching the show. I want to know from Dustin, is this a Barbie themed Tyranids army? I was because thinking like cotton candy bubblegum. It could be because it's like hot pink, but then you got some of the Blues, I don't yeah. know what kind of turquoise, turquoise blue. It d- definitely could fit for cotton candy. But having just watched Barbie a couple of weeks ago, like this definitely fits with that yeah. color scheme. I mean, I hope he and, names that uh, that screamer killer Barbie. Like Barbie's charging now, you know. Just geez, uh, I love it. I, but I love if the whole movie. army's like that, then they're all Barbie. They're all Barbie. It's okay. It's okay. Right. I mean, isn't isn't that the movie? That is okay. All right. Up next, we have Alex Tremonto uh, with his Blood Angels Centurion Devastator, um, which for, for those lore uh, guys at home, remember that Blood Angels, their Devastators have blue helmets. Wow. Um, so this is super lore accurate. Yeah. I, yep. so, so, now, he said this is before he's done his washes. This is his kind of his base coating, so it looks pretty good. Jeez. So so why is it a blue helmet? I, I'm sorry, I'm not super into the Blood Angels lore, or I guess Space Marine lore. Why blue? I, don't ask me. That was just the, that, that's how that chapter operates is their, the, their Devastator units get blue helmets. Oh, Nikki. Yeah, okay, any, well, expert. if we're going off of old Force Org charts, okay. uh, blue or uh, heavy support would have blue helmets. Uh, anything that was like a fast attack role would have a yellow helmet. So this okay. would be like your assault squads, that sort of thing. Um, most of your normal troops would have the classic red helmets yeah, and then veter- veterans like that could, they, because they're veterans, they could kind of do what they want. So there's going to be gold. They could, be they could have Barbie themed helmets. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Now this one's for kicker up next. Nathan Sims did some earthy themed sentinels. They're so sexy. Okay. And I was, I was personally offended today when I saw these posts to kicker, you know what? <laughs> Wait, why? You immediately were up there posting and commenting on his models, yeah. but I posted earlier and you didn't say crap. Uh, I'm so sorry, Seth. I just the earthy tones they just they just drew me in. The thing is that he to do an earthy tone is fine. Everyone does it, but he he really weathered this really like just it's beautiful, and I want to copy that paint recipe. So I've already hit him up saying, like, okay, what was the exact paint formula you used here? Nathan, don't give it to him, please. Tell me, tell this me. This man needs me. to get outside of his earth tones. No, no, I really like this paint job. So, yeah, it's, it's, All right. it's gorgeous. All right, and last up, our good buddy J.C. Watts working on his bloody Celestine. He actually was sending me some pictures of this earlier. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to J.C. He is getting ready to run, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, is uh, his third annual Battle to End Alzheimer's. Um, It's a charity event that he is running uh, right now. Um, He is close to about 100 attendees. We were talking 106 would be the record for Maryland, so he really wants to get over that. So please attend. uh, If if you're in the area, uh, check them out. Um, They're on their way to hitting... $50,000 $50,000 raised for uh, Alzheimer's research, which is amazing across the series. They also have an AOS version of the event uh, that runs next month. So if you're an AOS player, check them out there. But always a good group. Uh, the 
the the team that they're with, Legion of Extraordinary Man Gentlemen. Uh, Nikki D is a member of, uh, I was a founding member of that team. So there's a lot of, we know a lot of the guys there. They're a good crew. Uh, they come to a lot of the events. So really excited to see them do this and, and really want to support them. And of course, give a shout out for some amazing paint that we got going on here from JC. Hey, uh, I can't. No guys, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you get a, a Hobby Goblins produced painted chain sword if you win this yes event? yes hobby yes. goblins is painting the chain oh, trophy uh and and actually uh jc's in chat and just said that they hit 107 today oh wow so Congrats. officially the largest event in maryland which is pretty wow. darn cool and and room for 13 more still so between between now and uh next saturday when i'm when i'm there at the store for that event myself oh i expect I will be there. Yes, uh, I'm. You're I'm looking at the eventual winner right there, everyone. There you go. <laughs> not me. No, not me. I'm, I'm, still, I'm, nope. still, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be running oh, here. It's you. But, uh, you're not. Wait, yeah, you're I, not I'll running your Cherokee list at this event to practice for Cherokee. No. He doesn't want to reveal I, his Cherokee list. Uh, I, I might. The difficulty is I'm trying to work on Necrons and and see if I can get them ready. I'm also doing a tournament this weekend, but uh, I might run. I you might run three weekends in a row. What the of hell, dude? Yes, yes, I actually do have three weekends in a row of 40k. So a trios tournament this enough. weekend. So uh, battle to end Alzheimer's, so two day event, and then Cherokee, which I'm leaving for like four days afterwards. So and I may run three different armies at all three events. That's amazing. We'll see. That's amazing. That's dedication, people. We should all strive to be just like him. Oh, all right. Well, final thoughts for the night, gentlemen. Kicker, any final thoughts? I just want to say happy Mardi Gras, y'all. This is Mardi Gras right now. I don't know if you heard the random noise in the background. We were trying our hardest to silence it, uh, but I you am on the break. You can't stop Mardi Gras. Yeah, it is. It's a bit wild here. But Mardi Gras is on Tuesday of next week, and I will be here Wednesday. I might be a little, um, a little phased, but uh, I'm excited <laughs> to see you guys after Mardi Gras. All right. Nikki D, final thoughts? Uh, if you're at one of the events that I'm going to be the next three weekends, whether that's <laughs> at the Trios event at your hobby place in uh, Virginia this weekend, uh, Battle to End Alzheimer's in Maryland next weekend, or Cherokee, come say hello. I will be the guy that's wearing in either flannel. flannel or my Legion jersey because I'm actually – we we're gonna get you a flannel legion jersey that's oh i've already i've already formally put in that request okay good me. so uh but come and say hello look forward to meeting everybody that's there and i'll be playing one of three armies between necrons <laughs> blood angels or chaos demons so we'll, we'll find oh, out boy. well for me i'm just gonna get back to paying necrons i think i'm actually off next week for valentine's day with the wife um Thank you, everyone, for watching. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and stay tuned for a special video that we have at the end of the show. Uh, for audio listeners, this is the end. But for video listeners, check it out. Good night, y'all. Good night. Great LVO, like always. The sheer amount of people that you see here. I mean, a thousand guys all with the same passion coming in, enjoying 40K is great. LVO is amazing. Coming every year, like literally every year. It's the tournament I don't miss. All my friends are here. You have a good time. Even if you lose, you're still in Vegas. Not so bad. <laughs> it's the biggest event of this kind in the world, and it's the guys that run it do an amazing job. FLG always puts on good events. So many people, especially on day one, they come in with big smiles. By day two, they I think they're going to be a little exhausted. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Like, this is my first time here, uh, but I'm just having a blast. Everyone's so nice here. It's just that atmosphere that they create is just amazing.
it's so much fun right now. There's so many different armies and great pairings going on right now. It's awesome. I love the variety of games they have here. Uh, they have so many cool setup booths, uh, so many great merchandise here. Feels like one of those like, very exclusive events if you're here, you're gonna have a great time. It is an awesome time watching everybody come together from all across the world. The best thing is, is that because you've got two and a half to three hours in each game, you have an opportunity to make a friend with that person because they've gone through everything that you have to be at events like these. What I like best about LVO is the amount of people who you're playing. You can just walk the halls and just see cool stuff. I mean, I'm blown away each year when I walk down the hall, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And then this year's even cooler. The the 30K mega battle this year is is insane. I mean, just you're talking about warlord titans and armies of tanks. I mean, blows blows me out of the park. Okay, so, so it's the best chance to see all the beautiful armies that people make across the year. But I love the class of the people that come to the tournaments. Very nice people, never had a problem. Oh, it's a great time. Vegas, can't beat it. Uh, last year was my first year, yeah. uh, so I had to do it again. Probably going to be a lifelong attendee. Lost pretty bad first round, but I'm having a great time, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you all for a wonderful Las Vegas Open 2024. What an incredible weekend, and we couldn't have done it without the beautiful and amazing community that we have. Thank you all so much. Yeah.